Inball Productions presents Become. Written and directed by Adam Zof. Starring Odd Andrews, Kelsey Campbell, William Barreto, Douglas Thornton, and Charlie Baker. For a full list of credits and to enjoy other Pinball Productions, visit pinballproductions.com. Episode 2 Hunt. Ben walks among the destroyed backyard. On the fence, claw marks. Ben grabs a piece of grass. What happened? What are you doing? Nothing. Uh, I guess it must have been some sort of animal. Animal? The entire yard is destroyed. It's fine. I can get a couple guys over here to resaw it today. Why are you so calm about this? I didn't think getting upset would help. Well, what about tonight? What if whatever did this comes back? What comes back? It's nothing. Sweetie, um, you shouldn't be out here. If it's nothing, why can't I be out here? Why are you fighting? What happened to the yard? We're not fighting, buddy. We're just planning how to redo the yard. You just redid the yard last year. What's that? Charlie points to a dog femur sticking out of the ground. (gasps) It's Buster. Um, nothing, sweetie. Hey, there's nothing to be scared about. You sure about that? At the job site, Ben talks to one of his workers, Ernesto. Hacer todo el jardín con césped de Home Depot será caro. ¿Por qué no esperar una entrega de una granja de césped? I know Home Depot is more expensive, but we have to show progress now. Something. Sod Farm will be a week at least. Oh, and I uh, need a personal order, too. Ben hands Ernesto a credit card. A stream of water falls on Ben's head. He looks up. And Roland is testing the roof. I think we still have a problem, Roland. Uh, yeah, we very much do. Roland motions over to Big Lou, who smokes a cigarette. In a warehouse art studio, Thomas 27 looks at Mary's new red and black painting. I could get maybe 20. I'll give you 11. Thomas. If you want to wait till it sells, I can give you more. You want money now, it's 11. 12, if, well, (laughs) you know. We're not doing that again. Fair enough. Just an idea. Fine. Eleven. Thomas undoes a chain and padlock on an old oven and pulls out eleven grand in cash. So your husband has no idea how much you... No. He doesn't understand art. Does he understand money? You know, secrets aren't good for a relationship. I'm not in the mood for your shit-stirring today. Mary puts the cash in her purse. We can, if you want. Just not for money. A freebie. I'll take it. Don't say that. Respect me. Sorry. And I do. Later, Mary and Thomas lay in bed. He pops a pill. What are those? Thomas hands her the bottle. Keep it. Could you put your arm around me? Thomas puts his arm around her. Mary takes out a pill and downs it. Ben is back in Dr. Black's office. Have you tried calmly discussing it? Yes. And? You might as well have pissed on my shoe. I've got another problem. Let's hear it. I think that there's another. Like me. Really? What makes you say that? Our yard. We woke up this morning and it was turned over like scrambled eggs. There was a marking. I've made ones like it before. On trees. Other things. Would that be so bad? To meet someone like you? I don't even want to know me when I'm like that. And what's the message? It's not like scaring the shit out of my family, 
making me spend 1100 bucks to fix my yard is some sort of peace offering. Maybe they don't know how to express themselves. Maybe they didn't know how else to show you so no one else would know. You of all people should know their situation. What if they're just as unsure as you are? <sighs> Mary's running out of patience with me. Every little thing I do or say, she reads into. There's this whole ocean of subtext between us. Have you given any more thought to telling her? No, no, absolutely not. Maybe you should. Or maybe I'd lose everything. You can't just <sighs> honest your way through life. We need to lie to other people, to ourselves. Or maybe that's a lie you're telling yourself. I'm just confused. But what else is new? Would you like to step in? Let some pressure out? No, no. I can't be that today. In a plain concrete block room, Norman, the man from the trunk, is gagged and tied to a chair. Tell me. No! I'm going to hurt you. You don't understand. I can't tell you. I'm going to kill you. So will they. I'll kill your whole family. So will they. That takes care of our opening moves. You understand that I understand your predicament. Mr. Nelson points to another chair across the room. You know who that chair is for? It's for you. Mr. Nelson pulls out hedge clippers. He cuts off one of Norman's big toes. Fear can extract some information. Pain can extract more. But it's pain plus fear of something so wicked. Its ingenuity unlocks something inside a person. That really does the trick. Mr. Nelson walks to the other side of the room and places the toe in front of the other chair. I cut off a man's genitals once and he just spit in my face. It's when I cooked them with a blowtorch and fed them to a dog. That's when I got him. I'm going to put you across the room, piece by piece, while you watch. First with the clippers, then a hatchet. I'll need the blowtorch at that point to cauterize you. You're going to see yourself disappear and be reassembled apart from you. You, but not you. If any part of you thinks I'm not serious, look to the floor below you. There's a reason it's several shades of red. Blood gets brighter as you get closer to the heart. Tell me, or we continue. While you think about it, I'll cut off the rest of your toes. Back in the church basement. I mean, it's totally normal to walk a dog on a leash, and it's like, who walks their cat on a leash? And let's not forget, I'm allergic, and the hair is just everywhere. I gotta take pills, and I gotta wash my hands. All right, well, thanks for listening. Okay, who's next? Maybe Ben. Haven't heard from you yet. Sure you got a story, we all do. <sighs> my name is Ben. And? And, uh... I have some things I would like to say. Welcome, Ben. Go on ahead. I... <clears throat> well, I'm not really supposed to be here. Yeah, join the club. Oh, wait, you did. No crosstalk. <clears throat> I... Well, I kind of have this other problem that led me here. Something I can't really show to the world. I've told a couple people, but uh, outside of that, even my wife doesn't know. Once, I told someone I wasn't sure about. I was in the eighth grade. He changed schools. <laughs> Moved two towns over 
Never spoke again. Not even on Facebook. Anyway, it's a problem. I can't tell my wife I can't. It would be the end of my marriage. And we have a son, and I love them both very much. <sighs> I know I'm a good person inside. So are you all. Even if you have something you can't quite get your hands around, you are. You're a good person. I... I don't know. Ben gets his card signed. Only one meeting left. Better get your money's worth next time. Unless you keep coming back. See you next time. Tratwood Private Middle School. Ben and Mary attend a parents' night fundraiser. Mary sips white wine as Ben chafes in his suit and tie. So what do we do here? Talk. Mingle. Shall they ask us for more money? Everyone's so much more something than me. Erudite? That mean better than me? Yes, but they're not. <laughs> I'm not even enough like them to know the word for what I'm not. They're not better than you. Most of these people have nothing near the talent you do. Thanks. Do you mind if I have another glass of wine? No, why would I mind? I just want to make sure. I'm not exactly comfortable at these things either. And this morning still has me. Go ahead. Mary heads to the bar. Ben takes off his tie and sticks it in his pocket. Boo. Ben turns. It's Aletha. Oh, hey, uh, fancy seeing you here. You know, you just missed my wife. Geez, Ben, I know you're married. You've made that very clear. I was awkward the other day. And tonight, I guess. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I uh, kind of waited till she walked away. Don't think she likes me. That's not true. She barely knows you. I barely know you. Yeah, I, we, uh, I'm sure you're very likable. <laughs> you're so squirmy sometimes. It's charming. Hey, speaking of the other day, I need to apologize. My husband can be a bit brisk. <laughs> it's fine. Really? Kyle said he was kind of a jerk to you. Nah, well, I mean, okay. He did seem oddly standoffish for some reason. Across the room, Mary sees Ben talking to Aletha. Mary discreetly takes a pill. Babe, I need you for a second. Aletha's husband shows her a red spot on his yellow tie. Cranberry juice? Bloody Mary. Right. All right, um, let me just... Aletha wets a napkin with her tongue and begins to dab the spot. Ben and Jake awkwardly stand there. Ben looks at Jake. This isn't working. We need some club soda. Let me take a leak first. Jake walks away. Uh, you know, I actually have to go too. Uh, excuse me. Ben walks right up to the sink next to Aletha's husband. I know. I'm sorry? It's you. I know. What the hell are you talking about? We should talk. Away from all this. Look, I don't know if you're drunk or what. I don't drink. I've never met another one either. It's, it's okay though. Are you looking to start something here at our kid's school? Like you started something in my backyard this morning? You know, you should really learn to control your emotions. You could have just said something. Jake grabs Ben by the throat. All right, that's enough! Whatever game this is, is over. I, um, I'm sorry. I, I was confused. I, I misread some signals. Jake lets Ben go. Whatever, freak. Ben runs into Mary, who reads her husband's shaken demeanor. What's going on with you? Nothing, just uh, feeling out of place. Let's, let's head home. 
In the morning, Ben takes the family dog, Leroy, into the front yard. Shh, Leroy, come on. Do your thing. What are you so worked up about? Ben follows Leroy's eyes up a telephone pole, 25 feet up, a dead coyote. Son of a bitch. Ben looks around, the coast clear. He ties Leroy to a fence, then picks up a broken beer bottle and slices his thigh with it. Channeling the pain, Ben leaps up 10 feet, grabs the first telephone pole step, and quickly scurries up to the coyote. He tosses the carcass down and hurries back. Ben picks up the body. He notices a mailman up the block looking at him. Yeah, just, um, checking in for little guys. Okay. The mailman doesn't know what's going on, but doesn't want to. Later, Ben wears gloves as he puts the coyote in a trash bag. You really think whatever killed this did all that damage? Oh, yeah. Mountain lion, probably. I'll tell animal control when they come to pick this up. See, I I told you there was an explanation. Maybe he was scared. He got lost and didn't know what to do. Not in the forest where he belonged. Right. That makes sense, Charlie. Charlie, you shouldn't be out here. Come on, honey. Back at the job site, Big Lou and his crew shoot the shit and smoke. How long have they been at lunch? Hour 45. Ben pounds his coffee. That coffee is really hot. Wait, are you about to... Dude, this is work. Not some joking around at softball. This is serious. I know it's serious. I'm taking it seriously. Now get out of my way. Ben picks up a 2 by 4 and swings it at the metal chair under Lou. Big Lou gets to his feet. Oh, good. Lunch is over. What's your problem? I don't have a problem. I had a problem, but now you have a problem. Is that so? Yes. Your work needs to be finished tonight. We got like uh, three more days, boss. Wrong. You have till daybreak tomorrow morning. I'm going to set up the floodlights. You and your guys will finish and be gone by dawn. Oh, you're supposed to be tough now. Not a rich man, Lou. These spec homes cost a lot up front. And who do you think fronts that? I don't have that kind of money, nor credit. Answer me. I don't know. And you don't want to. You costing me money costs them money. And that can't happen. So you and your men will finish the job tonight, or else. <laughs> what are you going to do? Ben cracks the two-by-four over his leg. Damn. You don't finish the job tonight. Lou punches him. <laughs> Lou stands over him. You think I give a shit you know some bad guy? You know who does construction? Former bad guys. Except... We ain't that former sometimes. (laughs) Job will get done in three days. Lou walks away. Ben considers his options, which at the moment are none. Ben rides home in the back of an Uber at a red light. He looks over to a corner bar. I'm actually good here. Inside the bar, Ben takes a long swig on a pint. He pulls out crumpled cash and with it, his yellow AA court card. The bartender notices. (laughs) It's not like that. You think that's the first one of those I've seen, buddy? None of my business. The bartender takes the cash and walks away. That's right. It's not. Shit. You know what I'm talking about, Ben. Kyle's dad? He said you tried to fight him. He grabbed me by the throat. Well, did you confront him first? He was rude the other day. Rude? So you what? Challenged his manhood? Kyle told Charlie he's not allowed to come over here now. He said his parents think you're a danger. That's ridiculous. Look, I'll talk to... His mom? Why did you say it like that? I'm the mom. I'm supposed to talk to the mom. 
Then talk to her. Look, I gotta go. Where? We're in the middle of something. A meeting. I'm already late. I'll drive you. I'm driving myself. Ben, you know you can't. In a dark back office, Mr. Nelson slides a piece of paper across a desk. Devante picks it up. It's a password of random characters. Any trouble? Not for me. Devante slides across a stack of hundreds. Mr. Nelson eyeballs it. That's less than we talked about. I don't need as much as I did before. Actually, you need it more than you think. Mr. Nelson pulls out another slip of paper. Devante smiles. He pulls out another stack of hundreds. I'll call you in ten minutes. How do I know? You don't. Sitting on the parking lot concrete, Dr. Black. (laughs) Miss. Back in the church basement. I was sick. I was sick of being sick. I was sick of my secrets. Sick of being sick for my secrets. In the doorway, Mary. Welcome. Mary looks around. No, Ben. A pickup truck parked in the woods. The tailgate lowers. A garbage bag is open, and the dead coyote is dragged out. A hooded figure in all black. It leaps into the woods and scampers to the top of a 30-foot pine. The figure pulls off the hoodie. Ben looks straight up into the bright, full moon. stretch of rundown streets, the lone bright spot, a strip club. Ben stalks from behind a parked car. The bouncer takes a few steps away from the door to light a cigarette. ID? Hey! 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 Yo, buddy! You can't just barge in here like you own the place. His son's backpack now full. Something begins to catch up. Another figure in black. Ben dashes into the woods. the figure. 
Ben yanks a ski mask off its head. It begins changing back into a lethal. I didn't know there were others. I'm sorry. Ben recoils. Moonlight hits Aletha's face. She transforms back and sprints away. Ben sneaks in his house. He's hit with a flashlight beam. Dad? Hey, buddy, it's me. I was just uh, checking on something. What are you doing down here? I heard something and then got scared. But you came down anyways. Scared isn't always bad, right? That's right, buddy. Let's get you back to bed, okay? Ben creeps into his bedroom. Mary is asleep. Shit. Mary doesn't even move. Ben investigates. On the nightstand, the pill bottle. Ben picks it up and reads another man's name. Back at the job site, Ben walks the carters around their future home. The siding and roof are finished, thanks to a totally new crew working away. Had everything under control the entire time. Of course it isn't raining. Way ahead of you. Ben signals Roland, who turns on the hose and sprays the roof. Please, God. The water cascades down into the gutters. The inside, dry as a bone. Mr. Carter takes out his phone. Is electronic transfer okay? Yes, sir. Big Lou pulls up, seeing the new crew. He gets out. This is a violation of our- Ben pushes a wad of bills and Lou's chest. Contract fulfilled. Now get out of my sight. In Mr. Nelson's bank office. Sorry for all the bills, I, um... Mr. Canelo, a debt paid requires no explanation. Until 27 days from now. In Dr. Black's office. So I guess we should start with your childhood. Across from her. Very well. At the breakfast table. And I was thinking I could start my Christmas list now, because it's only four months away. That's great, kiddo. Yes, honey. Good idea. In her own house, Aletha sips coffee and looks out to the backyard fence. A dead raccoon is splayed across. Her husband approaches. The hell is that thing? Aletha smiles. 